Hello and welcome to this episode of HPR. I'm your host, Jonathan Nato. Uh, today we've got an exciting interview. I'm speaking with Carol Smith, and she's the program administrator for Google Summer of Code. Uh, Carol, I would like to thank you for joining us and uh, giving us your time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, before we get too deep into the interview, I'd like I'd like to ask you, you know, how did you even get involved with Summer of Code, and, and what do you exactly do at uh, Google being the program administrator with the open source part portion of Google? Uh, so I've been working at Google for uh, about eight and a half years now, and I've kind of moved all over the company. I actually started as an administrative assistant, and then I moved into program management. But I started running Google Summer of Code just about four years ago now. And I had I had actually heard about the program when I had started at Google in 2005, and I got really interested in it and uh, – when I had an opportunity to sort of look around within the company for a new opportunity, I talked to the person who was running the program at the time, and we uh, did some some looking around and talked about it, and I ended up uh, taking over the program administration in, I guess that would be probably early 2010 now. Awesome. And so I've been running it for about four years now. And uh, yeah, this is all part of our uh, the open source program's teams outreach uh, efforts and this is one of our student programs and then we have a sister program google code in which is for 13 to 17 year olds which my colleague runs all right cool and so this is we were talking before the interview this is the 10th iteration of google summer of code which is pretty awesome yes yeah it is it's uh it's been going on for a while since 2005 yeah yeah it's a really great uh you know i guess you would call it a service or a thing that google does you know within the open source community um, I think it's really fantastic what you guys do. Could you explain to our listeners, maybe they never heard of Google Summer of Code uh, uh, quickly or you know, h- however deep you want to get, what exactly is Google Summer of Code and why would Google do this? Uh, yeah, so uh, at, at its core, Google Summer of Code is a university outreach program. It's intended to get university students interested and involved in working in open source software. And so basically how it works is that Google at the start of the year uh, chooses organizations that are working in free or open source software to partner with. And uh, it usually ends up being about 175 or 180 organizations. So it's mm. quite a few and they're all over the world. And then students actually, university students actually submit proposals to work for those organizations to create a project over the summertime for those organizations and to be mentored by those organizations to get help with uh, creating and crafting the project. And that happens over the summertime. So from just about April until August uh, of this year. And uh, yeah, and it's actually, I should say, uh, it's not just for undergraduates either. It's also for grad students and PhDs, if there's any of oh. those uh, students listening too. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so um, and so what's great is uh, it's really kind of a, almost a twofold thing for the student where, you know, you guys will pay the student, I believe, is it $5,000 for? Uh, it's, it's actually, uh, this this year is part of the uh, 10th anniversary. We're actually raised, raised the student stipend. So it's actually, if you successfully complete the entire program, it's actually 5500 US dollars. Oh, nice. Great. Yeah. So, so the student, not only do they get paid to work during the summer and, you know, they can actually do something they like doing instead of, you know, maybe finding like a factory job or whatever, <laughs> yeah. working at a convenience store or something, um, they get to do some coding. But not only do they get paid, but they'll get experience working with a free and open source software project. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually that's why I think it's such a great program, actually, is because the student gets experience. They have a project at the end of the summertime that they can say, you know, I made this and they can put that on their resume. And then they get the experience working with that open source software community, which often involves a lot of things that university students might not get experience with, like, for example, working with people across time zones or across language barriers and also working in distributed development and working on mailing list etiquette, which some students uh, (laughs) need more than others. Um, And so and then also, I mean, and the organization also gets that code as well at the end of the summer that they can use uh, as well. So it's it's great for everybody involved. Yeah, I've even heard some students say that, you know, yeah, after I did the Google Summer Code, I graduated, you know, the next year and that company (laughs) I did work for ended up hiring me because of, you know, their experience. Yeah, we hear that a lot. We hear that uh, those are some great success stories, and we hear that all the time from students that often their experience with uh, with GSOC is is our acronym for it. Uh, their experience with GSOC is actually what ends up getting them a job uh, with the organization they were working with, or even if it's not with that organization they were working with, it makes them a lot more uh, look a lot better to potential employers. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess before we get into what the students would do. I guess the first process to ask about is, you know, say if I have a project I'd like to submit to GSOC, what does the project have to do? Uh, Yeah, so the requirements for mentoring organizations are that, uh, one, that they have at some point released software under an OSI approved license, which, you know, most organizations that are working in open source already have at some point. Yeah. Uh, If you're really uh, creating and releasing code, you probably fit into that category. And then we also uh, have a few requirements for the project to be uh, large enough and viable enough that they can provide organization administrators for the program. So basically, these are going to be the people who are just looking at after the project for the summertime. They're making sure the students are getting the attention that they need from their mentors and that uh, and that the organization is getting what it needs from the students. Okay. And as long as the organizations fit into those two categories, then they're welcome to apply. And actually applications open pretty soon. They, op- they, start, uh, they open on Monday, uh, February 3rd, and they're open for two weeks. So they close on Valentine's Day on February 14th okay. on Friday. So does there have to be a certain number of mentors or or does, I mean, there obviously has to be at least one, but... Uh, we only we only require uh, that the organization provides two organization administrators, okay. um, and then basically those organization administrators can choose to also mentor projects if they're sort of a small organization and they, uh, you know, are m- maybe are a developing community. Maybe they only want a couple projects. That's fine. They can also mentor as well as be the organization administrator, um, or they can have uh, other mentors from their community as well if they're maybe a larger a larger project. It's up to them, uh, but the, our only requirement is that they have at least two. Okay. And so now for the students, I'm assuming as they're applying, they'll be able to see the candidates or, you know, the the mentoring projects that they can choose from. So now can we take it from the student's point of view, what they would do? Yeah, yeah. So um, so one of the things that as part of their application that organizations need to provide is something that we call an ideas list, which mm. is actually one of the more, I guess, important parts of the application. And this is basically just a list of things that they think that the students might want to work on. Basically, okay. projects that they think, uh, are, you know, would make sense for them, obviously, as an organization, but also that they think might be interesting for a three-month project for a student developer. And so once we announce which organizations are going to be participating, which, uh, by the way, is on February 24th, uh, where we announce which organizations we have this year. Uh, Once we announce those organizations, each of those organizations is going to have their ideas list 
uh, published public publicly. Okay. And so at that point, the students can look at the organization itself, but they can also look at their ideas list and they can see, you know, they can start to get some ideas of what kind of projects they think they might want to work on for these organizations. And so they'll uh, kind of come up with some project ideas and then um, applications actually open on March 10th, um, which you might notice there's actually a bit of a gap there between when we announce organizations and when students start to apply. And what we hope is that students in the meanwhile, after we've chosen our organizations for this year, we hope that students will kind of reach out to these communities and say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in participating in GSOC. I'm interested in your organization you know i'm interested in this particular project could you tell me a little bit more about kind of what you're expecting and you know they'll engage them in a conversation so Mm. that once applications open there's really just kind of the student just gets to submit their proposal and it's already kind of uh been understood between the organization and the student what the student's interested in working on so it's okay easy easier for everybody involved yeah that makes more sense so uh student applications open on march 10th and then they close uh again two weeks later on march 21st okay Mm-hmm. So, so with the like, so would a student? Is it wise for them to maybe apply to a few projects to see? Because I'd assume some projects could turn down students if they wanted to for whatever reason. Um, yeah, absolutely. They uh, they can submit up to five proposals. Okay. Uh, any any student can submit up to five proposals, and that can be you know that could be uh, five proposals for one organization, or if you don't want to put your eggs in one basket, that could be one proposal for five organizations, oh, okay. or any combination that thereof that the student chooses. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, they're probably going to find some organizations that are seem more interesting to them than others. And so they'll probably want to submit, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, if I were a, in a, a student in this position, I'd probably submit maybe two or three proposals. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll of course say that of course, quality is more important than quantity. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. And I, I guess that makes more sense. Like you said, there's a gap between the 24th and the 10th. Cause then, Really, you can kind of, you know, bypass possibly being turned down because you can already speak to the project, let them know what you want to do and really kind of get sort of, I guess you could say, pre-approved almost. Absolutely. Yeah. The one of the not so secret ways to get into GSOC is to already be involved with an open source organization and uh, enthusiastic about the project you're going to work on and have already spoken to the people involved about what you want to work on and how it's going to look. And then the proposal just really ends up being kind of a perfunctory submission. And But you and the organization are already kind of agreed that, yes, you're happy about this project and you want to work on it. Yeah. And you're the right person for it. Yeah. that's So now you said you normally get like 175 to 185 projects. Can mm-hmm. more than one student work on a pro? Is it one student per, per, per project? Or how many students do you guys usually end up taking in for GSOC? No, it's uh, well. We uh, in total, we end up uh, uh, accepting about twelve hundred and fifty students all over the world. Wow! But no, uh, one student can only work on one project at a time. Okay. Um, having said that, there are some organizations that choose to have kind of, um, you know, if they're big enough, they'll kind of have uh, related projects. They'll have some multiple students working on something that maybe is all related to sort of one larger feature kind I of see. thing. I see. Um, but but yeah, it's one student per project, and you can, as a student, you can only really be accepted. To, to work on one thing at a time for okay. the summer. So I guess, I guess, again, so, you know, what what made Google want to do this? I and mean, even 10 years ago, that's pretty, like, looking pretty far ahead into the future. No, I don't know of any other companies that's like, you know, hey, let's, let's give each person $5,000 to work on, you know, this open source project that 
we may or may not even benefit from? Like, what possessed Google to do something like this? <laughs> um, well, I actually, um, you know, I wasn't around for those conversations in the early days. I can say that. But um, I think it was a, a little bit of foresight on the part of some people who were working in the open source program space at Google at the time. And they sort of got to chatting and said, you know, what would make a lot of sen more sense for getting more developers into free and open source and also what would make sense for how Google can support and give back to the open source community mm. since, you know, Google, like a lot of corporations, uses a lot of open source code already right. and wants to give back to those communities. And it seemed to make a lot of sense that if you want to encourage more computer science and technology students to get involved in open source, that you give them an opportunity to work in a space that they might not otherwise get to when they're spending their time maybe working at mcdonald's and flipping burgers yeah and yeah. Uh, inst instead they could be spending their time coding and reinforcing the things that they've been learning at university absolutely now does has google ever like i don't know if this is overstepping my boundary or not but does <laughs> does google like has anyone ever hired someone from gsoc for google like do they do they kind of yeah, see what yeah, these kids we, are doing or yes we have we have hired students uh from gsoc for google um but i can tell you it's really it, the numbers aren't that big um, yeah. like you said a little bit earlier uh, it's a lot more common for us to hear from students that they get hired by the organization that they are mentored by and that they work for yeah um specifically because th that organization is now already familiar with that person's development style they know them from the community they know how they work and they've already got a working relationship you know google kind of isn't really involved in that part of in, in that part of it very much and so so it makes a lot more sense for these students to be actually hired by those organizations. Um, but yeah, we have hired hired a few of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I guess, I guess it even, like I said, goes back to more than a twofold. It could be a threefold. Like, you know, not only do they get experience, not only are they getting paid, but there's a possible, you know, job opportunity at the end, maybe in, in the future for some of these kids. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, even even more than, than Google hiring them, like I said, I mean, just having participated in GSOC just makes your resume better, just makes, yeah. makes you look like a better candidate for any employer that you want to apply for. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could point to them and say, hey, I've worked on this XYZ project that's pretty well known. Here's, you know, you can even look at my, my you know, Git commits or, you know, SVN commits if you want and, yeah. and see what I've done. So, yeah, it's yeah, I, exactly. And a lot of university students who, you know, y you spend four years learning CS, but you actually don't end up with that tangible project where you can say yeah i built this and this and you can compile this and this is what i this is how you can evaluate my code yeah absolutely now now where where should i'm assuming there's at the one website the mentors and students can all go to the one website to apply and all that stuff yep the so, website is google dash melange m-e-l-a-n-g-e dot com okay. and that's where we actually administer administer both of our student programs so if you just go to google dash melange dot com you're going to come to a landing page and you'll have to choose google summer of code and uh and from there yeah we've got the whole 2014 uh program page on there and once mentoring organization applications open on monday there will be a big link there uh, to register and to submit an application if you want to and then uh, again once student applications open that uh, there'll be a big link on that front page for students to register and submit an application if they want to do that awesome now now we that we did say this is the 10th iteration is there any other like special things you guys do are doing other than 
giving an extra five hundred dollars is are there any other things you're doing within the program for the tenth year? Yeah, yeah, there are a bunch of things. Uh, one thing is actually that we're just doing a lot more outreach and a lot more travel. My team has been actually in a whole bunch of different countries where we've seen a lot of participation over the last ten years. I was recently in Poland and Romania and Australia. Um, I have some colleagues who were just in Sri Lanka and are going to be in Belgium. So we're doing a lot of outreach all over the world, trying to uh, encourage more students to participate, encourage more organizations to participate. Mm. Um, so hopefully we're getting more of the word out. So that's one thing. Uh, but another thing is that we're actually accepting 10% more students this year than we ever have before, which oh, wow. if, it, if the numbers end up working out, we'll probably be over 1,300 students. Hmm. So that's great. Yeah. And then we're also accepting 10 more organizations than we ever have before, which uh, if again, if the numbers work out, we'll be 190 organizations. Wow. So, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Now, uh, do you ever, I mean, do you ever have to turn organizations away or do you, you always get more than you need? We do. We, we do get more applications than we can accept. Uh, yeah, that's that's the case every year. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it just ends up being kind of a numbers game. I mean, there's there really is a limit to how many organizations we can accept. And every year we have to have to tell some some sad people that we're sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, with with getting the word out and having more spaces here, uh, maybe there won't be <laughs> quite as many sad faces as there has been in the past. <laughs> yeah. So with the, I mean, with the ratio, then is there almost like three? students working on each per project then that's what it almost sounds like if you're you know roughly have 200 mentor projects and you have you know possibly 1300 kids uh, yeah. So actually, uh, another initiative that we actually took up uh, a few years ago when I started running the program is that the last few years, we've concentrated really hard on when we choose organizations for the program. We've concentrated on trying to find sort of those uh, smaller burgeoning projects, maybe mm. that are really only staffed by maybe, you know, one, two, three developers. Yeah. And try to get them into the pro into the program uh, as new new organizations so that they can get uh, sort of a boost from from GSOC and from the student develop developers that they can get through the program. Yeah. Um, so we've been trying to encourage that. So we've had on the order of about 50 of our organizations each year have been new organizations that have never participated before that are oh, maybe okay. just only a couple people. Um, so having said that, <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of organizations that maybe only have one or two student projects every year. And then we have uh, huge organizations like uh, KDE and GNOME that are mm. accepting you know, 20 or 30 or 40 oh, I see. Or like you even said, more students. Yeah, because like you said, even though, you know, there's GNOME, they could have seven projects going on. So that's why they could have like 20 kids. Yeah. So so some organizations are very big and, and you know, have, you know, sort of multiple sub organizations. The Python, Python Software Foundation comes to mind. They'll have, you know, multiple different uh, sort of organizations within their organization. Um, mm. So it kind of depends. Uh, but then we also have, you know, the small organizations, which maybe just have two student developers for the year. And that's fine for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there anything else that you want to uh, cover, Carol, about uh, GSOC? Is there anything I might have overlooked or anything else that you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I just want to tell everybody that uh, if they go to the website, um, the, we also have a whole bunch of, uh, we have our timeline on there. So if, if they missed any of the dates or anything, they can see that. Um, and then we also have a huge, a very lengthy FAQ uh, page. So for any any kind of frequently asked question that they might have, it's probably answered on there. And then the other thing that's linked off of the FAQ, which I want to just make everybody aware of, is we also have um, two open source manuals. Uh, one is for mentors and organization admins, and one is for students. Mm. 
And these are written by people who've participated in the program before to give people advice on uh, things that they might uh, be concerned about or things they might encounter. And so I'd really encourage anyone who's interested in uh, participating in the program to read those manuals and see if uh, maybe their concerns are addressed in there. So, oh, that's awesome. Those are all resources. So, February 3rd is when the mentoring opens, and for- mm-hmm. the February 14th is when it closes. And then the second, uh, March 10th is when it opens for students to apply, correct? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then those close on March 21st. Okay. All right. And then do you want to give the, the website one more time? Yeah, it's Google, G-O-O-G-L-E dash melange, M-E-L-A-N-G-E dot com. Google dash melange dot com. Awesome. Carol, thank you so much for your time yeah, and, uh, you. and, and and the Google Summer of Code. I mean, this is, it's amazing, uh, you know, what you guys are doing and, you know, getting more, you know, more students into free and open source software. And I, I think it's very effective and a great way to do it. So greatly, yeah. greatly appreciate it. I, I thank you on behalf of everyone that's participated or that will. And um, I'm looking forward to a successful GSOC this year. And, uh, and thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Thanks, Carol. All right. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike, 3.0 license.